Welcome back to another episode of the Way Forward Podcast. This episode, we have Dr. Ben Tapper. Dr. Tapper is a chiropractor, health freedom advocate, and natural health advocate. With a father who is a chiropractor, the natural healing profession was always a part of Dr. Tapper's life. When he or a member of his family had a cold, slip, and a fall, or any other ailment, chiropractic was their go-to solution. During his career as a chiropractor, Dr. Tapper had focused on the mind-body-spirit connection and helped his patients understand the meaning of true health outside of allopathic medicine. He has campaigned for Dr. Ron Paul, is a huge believer in individual liberties, and works to educate the public on the importance of individual sovereignty and natural health. Dr. Tapper has addressed the Omaha City Council on the importance of medical freedom and bodily autonomy multiple times now, and those videos have been making the rounds all over the internet, going viral everywhere. Super cool to have him on my podcast as a guest. He's an awesome dude. So without further ado, here's Dr. Tapper. The way forward is to respect the law of free will, to encourage mind, body, and spirit wellness, to promote love, compassion, and understanding, to be of service to others, and to honor the inherent sacred connection between all things. Dr. Tapper, thank you so much for uh, coming on my show. Well, thanks for having me, partner. Absolutely. Crazy times we live in. Got to connect with people like you. Um, I want to go ahead and start with uh, just your background. What uh, led you to be a chiropractor? Just all, everything behind that, I guess. Right on. So basically, I grew up in a, uh, a family that had a very strong uh you know, natural minded background. My dad was a chiropractor for 43 years. So basically everything was, Hey man, you, you fell, get adjusted. You don't feel well, get adjusted. Oh, you broke your arm, get adjusted. It was one of those things where that was our, our message from an early on uh, standpoint. My dad was my doctor. My dad was my primary care doc. You know, if we went to the medical establishment, they serve a great purpose in emergency care. I mentioned earlier that I broke my arm and I was just kidding about getting adjusted, but not really. (laughs) you know, we would literally, if I had to go to the emergency room, I had like a one, I remember I can count on probably one hand how many times I went to the emergency room. And one time was I had a solid come down on my ankle and almost cut my foot off, but I digress. But the biggest thing is I grew up in a chiropractic mindset. I was a, I'm very much entrepreneurial. I love business ideas. It keeps me going. I'm just a visionary. So I can, I feel like I'm gifted in that area. And so I saw myself as a business owner, someone that starts businesses and invested in businesses. And that's, I still do that. But I just was like, man, I just, I really wanted to become a chiropractor. I wanted to go and, and, um, and that's my background. And so I, I had this notion in my mind early on that I wanted to, to heal people, to get people well, to speak truth. And, and so that's kind of my passion. I, I felt like chiropractic and I still feel this way strongly that chiropractic um, is the healthcare of the future because they understand an epigenetic model. They understand that the nervous system controls every cell, every tissue, every organ in the body. So it's vitally important that we, we understand that. I'm not here to bring a message of chiropractic, but I'm here to give the chiropractic message. I love that. Because the chiropractic message is a message of wellness, is a message of like the totality of what it means to be well as a human being. Um, So you had, you sort of have been involved in this since the very first time you stepped foot on this earth, right? Um, You've uh, always been in the natural health space. So knowing and growing up with, because like most of the people that I talked to had to come to this realization on their own terms, right? Like for, for my wife, my mom, um, they were underneath the, the umbrella of allopathic care for a long time. And it wasn't until they got to the very edge of that, 
meaning like they were brought to their knees, basically like, I can't keep doing this anymore. I got to find a different way that they found this more of a sort of a mind, body, spirit approach to, to health. Um, it's really cool. You're probably the first person that I've talked to that has been doing this his entire life. So growing up, did, uh, what was that like when, when you associated with or interacted with people who were under the umbrella of allopathic medicine? Well, the thing is, I saw this on an early, early age, you know, in school, in grade school, middle school, you really don't see it a whole lot. Your main objective is just to be a kid and play and not get in these debates that we are as adults. The thing is, you know, at an early on uh, stage, I remember going into middle school and they were trying to push um, vaccine records in the school. And my mom and dad sat me down and they say, you don't ever tell anybody about, um, you know, your vaccines, like you didn't get vaccines. Don't just don't even mention it. Don't bring it up. You know, that's none of their business. Don't, they don't need to know that. And so early on, I'm like, wow, what, what was that about? I just remember kind of feeling uncomfortable at the time going, okay, what's the big deal? And so then as I got older, my mom and dad would educate me little by little on why these vaccinations are harmful. My dad had books upon books upon books. He would lecture on it. He would, uh, he actually stood his ground so much that it separated him from the majority of our family because they're in the allopathic world and they think that vaccines are the savior. And so it separated us and it caused a friction between the family. And, and it's, and it's heartbreaking because all we want to do is have a relationship and be like, Hey, this is the truth. Just listen to what we have to say. But they're just like, Nope, you guys are wrong. You're crazy. You, you know, and they, they want to ridicule and persecute us. And then they, they chose to separate from us because we will welcome them with open arms, but they, they took that ground. So what my point is, is early on I got this this message and I understood and I saw firsthand the persecution and the separation that it will cause the division that it will cause I saw this this ideology warfare going on within the people I saw this indoctrination mindset early on with the people and it's and, and it's crazy that this is occurring I I had a public teacher just send me uh, three different workshops that is required by students to take there's a quiz and answer so they get graded as part of their curriculum in public school here but it's all COVID-19 indoctrination propaganda being pushed on the students fifth graders okay there was a flu shot workshop that talked about you have to get this flu vaccine on fifth graders okay and then there's a um, the vaccine slide and i'm going to post these on my instagram here later today but i recorded them she she's very anonymous she's like you got to look at this this is propaganda being pushed on these kids and she's a fifth grade teacher and she uh, she could not believe the propaganda that's being pushed into the curriculum this isn't like extracurricular this is co- in the curriculum in public schools now what does that tell you that we're, what we're up against what is that uh i mean it's just mind blowing. If as a parent of four kids, I would be absolutely irate that this is going on. Mm-hmm. Now, people think, man, you're so angry. You're so, you're so, uh, you know, intense, but it's like, you know, I down, if you have, I will welcome you open arms. If you want to have this conversation, I will sit you down and I will buy you lunch. I will talk to you. And I, and I, and I have a, and I, I have a huge heart for people. And that's why I feel so passionate about this. That's why I feel so um, upset because I do believe that this is child abuse. I do believe that this is indoctrination of our, our, our children's minds. I believe that this is misinformation. I believe that this, these are lies being pushed on our children and our people. Yeah. And that's when I'm like, enough is enough. When is our threshold for us men and our, our leaders, our women leaders to stand up and say enough is enough? Yeah, I mean, and you can hear the fire in your voice. And when I first saw that video of you that, that went viral, um, I legitimately, not kidding, first off, sent it to like 20 people that I know, reposted on Instagram every time that I saw it. And then I literally stood up at my office and walked around and showed this to people. And I was like, this is what it means to be healthy. What he's talking about right here. If you eat well, move well, be well, then you can, or if you eat well, move well, think, um, well. think well, then you can be well. Right. Right. I was walking around my office and this is the level of indoctrination, right? Walking around my office, showing this to people. Cause like I knowing what I know and believing what I believe about health, your, your speech fired me up. <laughs> like it, it really did. It fired me up. Um, it's just, especially the way you speak, you can hear the passion in your voice. And 
going around and showing that to people in my office, there was a few people who were like, oh yeah, he has like amazing points, but there's a few people that was like, I was speaking to someone who like went, went in one ear and out the other. Like they didn't even, it didn't right. even register with them. I was just like, oh my God. Right. <laughs> but what, what was the breaking point for you, I guess, in the midst of all this? Cause you've seen this slow drip coming for some time, right? Yeah. Um, what was the breaking point for you where you were finally like, I got to go speak. My voice has to be heard on this issue. That's a good question because I, so last year and the year prior, and even the year prior to that, I would see these, this legislation being implemented, being pushed um, into um, the States by these uh, tyrannical uh, senators, district senators. And I saw this coming. I saw bills like SB 277 and SB 276. I saw that. Uh, Can you describe those real quick? Just, just for the listeners. So basically they were going after people that refuse vaccinations. There was bills that would persecute people that out, uh, that speak out against vax, uh, people that are, are against or question vaccinations. There was legislation that said you cannot have a religious or philosophical exemption anymore. You have to have a medical exemption that is approved by the state that actually bypasses your primary care physician. It would have to be approved by the state. And there's only five or so approvals in each County. And then we know how that goes in California because that's what California is doing right now. And it's, right. it's, that's why we have a mass exodus in California. So many people are fleeing the state because that's, it's, it's really truly unbelievable um, right. what's happening. A hundred percent. And it's terrible because basically what I see that as I just take yourself out of the equation, whether vaccines are good or bad, just look at from an observational standpoint, what's happening is a actual dictatorship. They're taking over the state. They know that people will flee and the people that stay are sheep and they're easy to control and funnel into a system and they can feed them all the propaganda they want. It's mind control basically. And they can just funnel them into system and say, Hey, here you go. Cattle stay in within the fences. This is your safe zone. That's what's happening. And if we let that happen in California, it's going to happen across Washington. Oregon, Idaho, and it's going to slowly creep away. We already have it on New York too. New York, they're propaganda. They're just going to meet in the middle. So we need to speak our ground, stand our truth. The time is now and we need to speak our grounds. And so last year we, we saw these bills coming our way. We had a vaccine seminar last fall. And I said, I put, I, you know, listen, I do not like to speak out publicly against vaccinations. I don't like to do this because of people like, Oh my gosh, he's a loony. He's a freak, but that's, and I feel like last year I entered manhood. I stopped being a child. I stopped being a, a boy. And I said, you know what? It's time to be a man and stand our ground and speak our truth no matter what, because I feel like we're at a war foot here and the time is now. We need to speak our ground. And so last year I said, I don't, I don't give an SHIT anymore. I said, we need to gather the troops. We need to gather the people that understand this, that are open to this message. And we need to gather as many people as we can. So November, I had a seminar here at the hotel. I said, I don't know what's coming, but I saw, I'm seeing something big. I said, we saw, I'm, I'm seeing, I literally stood up and I said, we are exercising all of our five freedoms in the first amendment, the freedom of the press, the freedom of speech, the freedom of religion, the freedom to form an assembly and the freedom to petition the government. I said, we are exercising all five freedoms here tonight. And I said, I don't know what's coming, but I said, something is coming and we need to be proactive. In this and this fight. was last year, right? You were saying this last it's... November. Wow. Last wow. November. I saw the world health organization state that they, the greatest threat to our health are in fact unvaccinated people. <laughs> and, and then shortly that uh, thereafter, around the same time, you saw the ACIP for the CDC, their, their advisory committee on immunization practices. They stated that they cannot force vaccinate, but they can force compliance. How are they going to do that? And if you've been, so that's why I gathered the troops. I said, I don't know what's coming. I said, something's coming. They're planning on eradicating our freedoms and forcing mandated vaccines. Somehow, some way, they're going to leverage something that's vital to functioning in everyday society. And my suspicions are going to be food and currency. Somehow that's going to be implemented and to leverage us against um, our own will to get these mandated vaccines. And so we did that in November. We had another one in February. And it was like, we saw this coming. And so that was, if you ask me, when was my tipping point? Well, that it was last year. It's like, at what point do we speak our ground? What time, what, at what point do we uh, speak this truth? 
and it's, and I was afraid to like really put on these seminars till like last year, I said, I don't even care. I felt so convicted. I felt so pulled in this area that we have to speak out. The time is now. Clean, non-toxic, plant-based, and made in California. Earth source skin and body care that elevates your vibe. We feel best when we're living clean and simple with products that fit our conscious lifestyle. The average hair product has over 30 ingredients, consisting primarily of alcohols, toxins, and other junk. Jack Henry's best-selling clay pomade has a total of four ingredients, organic French lavender and MCT oil, beeswax, and bentonite clay. These ingredients nourish your hair and scalp while giving your hair an all-day hold, humidity and sweat resistant while adding thickness, texture, and volume. Visit jackhenry.co and enter promo code TWF at checkout for 20% off your order. Yeah, I know exactly how you feel on that. And that's so noble of you to kind of like what you said, you you became a man, right? Um, It's it's a noble cause to speak out against this because you know that your name is going to be drugged through the mud. People are going to call you crazy. That's just how it is, especially you being a doctor, right? But it really shows how much you care about humanity that you're willing to put your ass on the line to speak up about this stuff. And I sort of had that moment too. And, uh, and I'm not a medical professional, right? Like I had that moment too. in in really just may I, I was fine. I finally got to a point after like sitting back and observing everything that's going on with COVID. Um, and even at the beginning of COVID in February, when I, when I was sort of worried that this was going to be a super deadly pandemic, I, the first thing I told my wife was, no matter what happens at the end of this, they're going to try to roll out mandatory vaccinations for all people. That is the, that is the first thing that came to mind. Um, obviously, because I'd been following this issue for quite some time, was sort of watching uh, what, what each state was doing, kind of like you, right? Um, I just knew. I was like, this is going to be to roll out mandatory vaccinations for all people. And they're going to push that to the fullest extent, no matter what. And we sort of see that right now, right? We have so much data so many inf- so much information so many doctors now speaking out against what's going on and they're still trying to say that a vaccine is the only way right so i, I just posted this the other day um a uh randomized controlled trial using intravenous vitamin c to treat covid patients showed that intravenous vitamin c reduced mortality by 60% 4 months ago doctors from all over the world who are talking about successfully and easily and cheaply treating patients with intravenous vitamin C and zinc in a lot of the protocols um, were censored, were removed from YouTube, removed from Facebook, were removed from Instagram, were censored all over the internet. And then a few, in a few cases is ridiculed in the media. Fast forward four months to no one's surprise, at least to not to your and I's surprise, those doctors were absolutely right. They were successfully treating patients with intravenous vitamin C and, and, and zinc. And the reason I bring this up is because no matter what measures come out right now, no what, matter what other cheap treatments and, and even completely disregarding the fact that the data behind COVID is severely inflated, the PCR tests are absolutely overamplified. They don't work. They're not used to diagnose. Even without considering that, we have multiple people speaking up and multiple treatments available to make a vaccine completely obsolete, even if you believed in vaccines. Dude, dude here's the thing. Listen, I, I, I study people like, oh, he's, a, he's, he doesn't, he's not an epidemiologist. He's, he's not uh, an infectious disease expert. Okay. And listen, we have, I dedicated my life to immunology. I've dedicated my life to epigenetics, to the, the role of the nervous system and, and what it means to truly be healthy, to be well. I'm a doctor of prevention. And you're talking about these measures. You're talking about all this garbage. And you see through the tyranny. But I want you to follow me for a second. This whole stand six feet apart and wear that stupid mask. It's like this whole ideology is literally, it's not even indoctrination. What it is is control the people. What they want to do, what we're seeing firsthand is a breakup in our original internet. Our original internet is connections, making our voices, our 
people to people interaction, our networking through people. Now we have this internet. How many people are so in, enslaved by their phones and getting on social media, constantly plugged into this and stay six feet away apart so you don't have a conversation with someone, but just listen to what our phone tells you, our TV tells you. This is absolute mind control, psychological warfare on the people. It's like, what, when do I, I mean, what, what point do people just realize, I think he's right. You know what I mean? I think he's got a point. And it's like, it's literally, we are at this point. And that's where I'm just like, I'm pulling my hair out because I'm like, people wake up. We need to see the tyranny in this. And so it's at these measures. They have nothing to do with health. Absolutely nothing to do with health. But everything to do with psychological warfare, indoctrination, control of the people, and the control of the minds to funnel this propaganda into our children. And I'm like, I can't take it anymore. I am standing my ground and we're speaking our truth. And you know what? It's like you never know how far reaching something you may think, say, or do today will affect the lives of millions tomorrow. And we must not be afraid to speak our truth and stand our ground because the soil for truth is rich for planting. Mm, I love that quote. That's great. That's a great quote. Here at The Way Forward, we believe in living a happy, health-conscious lifestyle. But being healthy can be complex. Joey's Hot Sauce makes it simple. Using the freshest, organic, gluten-free ingredients, Joey was inspired to make a hot sauce for the love of his life, Lisa. Together, they live a life committed to health and wellness. So when Lisa said that she wished there was no sugar in every tasty hot sauce, Joey made that wish a reality. He called upon the Italian cooking skills of his 90-year-old Calabrian mother to make a hot sauce just for her. And she loved it. And so did everyone else who tried it. So we decided to bottle it and began sharing it with the world. Using zero sweeteners and binders, this sauce is sure to make your taste buds fire up. Visit joeyshotsauce.com and enter promo code TWF at checkout for 20% off your order. Burn all this hate away, hot sauce on everything. Um, so did you, when, when like, when COVID initially struck, right, did you know immediately in your gut that it had to do with what you were discussing in November? Say that one more time. When COVID first struck in the United States and around, or let's say when COVID first started getting, uh, like, uh, everyone throughout the globe was starting to understand what was going on. Did you know immediately when it first struck the United States that, uh, that, something in your gut was telling you had to do with what you were talking about in November? Oh, a hundred percent. There was no doubts. So go ahead and walk, walk me through that from, from your point of view, knowing what you know, let's say February on. So the thing is, uh, again, I just had this feeling, this gut feeling that there was something big coming. I didn't know. I didn't know it was going to be called COVID-19. I didn't know it was going to be called Corona. It was just, basically having that intuition i believe that the big man upstairs was filling me with his spirit and under giving me some wisdom and discernment because i believe that wisdom only comes from one spot and it's from above and i'm telling you i felt like god was telling me there's something big and i felt like he was preparing me for something big and i couldn't put my finger on it and i'm telling you that's when i just felt so convicted like oh my gosh this is all part of the agenda that's why i i i knew that this Corona stuff was going to be used as a false flag or a Trojan horse to implement this, this, this agenda. So, uh, uh, I was just waiting for it to end. But again, I originally, I was saying, how do you get a new vaccine on the market? How do you get a new vaccine on the market? Ask that question. Think about it. Think just a little bit more than just a minute. Really think on it. Meditate it. How does the government or the big pharma implement a new vaccine on the schedule? And you would have to create a new pandemic. Mm -hmm. when you credit fear fear and again i've said this before but i was taught that fear is the fire that fuels the furnace of disease and when you are fearful you are in a sympathetic state 
look at allostatic load. What does that do? How do you get in a higher allostatic load? How do you meet the threshold of disease? It starts with fear. It starts with um, emotional stresses, toxicities, deficiencies, all these things that were um, just feeding the people. And that's why 80% of people are suffering with a chronic disease, a disturbed condition that is associated with poor lifestyle. And then it's like, so they're easily scared. They're easily feared because they're already sick. So, yeah, I, I saw I saw this coming, and it was, you know, it's just one of those things where we, um, it was just, it's it's just corruption, and it's, yeah. and at what point do we realize what it means to be healthy? I mean, when did the world become so uninhabitable? And the we are teaching these kids that the world is uninhabitable, that the savior is the vaccine, mm-hmm. and that's and it's evil. It is pure evil because we have witnessed, just like I know that you have, and I know we talked about it, the dangers of vaccinations. Mm-hmm. I mean, I just had an interview with Wakefield, and they slander him so much. And they just off of one study, I'm like, listen to the what he's saying. His research has been uh, replicated by third-party institutions like over five times. And he, what he's speaking is truth. He talks about mother's intuition, and you're calling him a, a quack. You're, you're, and that's, I mean, and it's like he's met thousands and thousands and thousands and thousands of parents that had vaccine your children and they slander him and basically at what point do we realize and wake up and say enough is enough yeah and, and it's, once you see it from the outside too you realize how backwards it is right um even the whole idea behind vaccinations the idea that we're injecting ourselves with little bits of toxins aluminum phosphate aluminum hydroxide thimerosal formaldehyde mrc5 like just the number of things that we're being injected with and that's supposed to boost our health in some way it makes right. zero sense whatsoever and we're being offered that as the only solution without talking about nutrition without even talking about at its base uh, regenerative agriculture uh, better access to health foods for people because uh, that is to some degree, an issue. The in, in more of a people of a lower socioeconomic status aren't don't have access to health foods like uh, other people are privileged to. But we're not talking about any of that whatsoever. The only right. thing that we're talking about as the quote solution is a rush to production vaccine or more vaccines right. in in this case, right? Right. And it's just absurd. Um, so what? What was the like the line in the sand for you where you're like, I got to go speak, though. Like, I got to start speaking out because uh, this has been a, a process of you letting the world heal, hear your voice, which the world needed. The world needed your voice. And well, I'm sure you know that now. <laughs> but mm-hmm. talk, talk, talk to me about that. Well, honestly, I just felt so convicted. I felt like this growing... Um, I don't know. It's just emotion. Like I just have to speak. I have to speak. I have to speak. I just felt like I got to do something. I, I kept thinking about my children. I kept thinking about their children's children. I'm just going, Oh my gosh. I just, you know, I just, I felt so convicted and I knew that it was a divine thing. It wasn't me. I wanted to run away from it. I wanted to be a coward and to say, I can't, I'm not going to do that. I, in fact, I was doing that um, till the end of the year where I saw this coming and I'm just like, I got to do something. There's something being ramped up. And so my tipping point was that. But there's a quote by Martin Luther King Jr. He says, the ultimate measure of a man is not where he stands in moments of comfort and convenience, but where he stands at times of challenge and controversy. And you know, the easy route is running from this message, this purpose that I have, that God has given me a voice to speak. The easy thing is to run away from that. Well, what do we learn about Jonah in the Bible? You know, he got sent a whale, but I felt like I just wanted to run from this, uh, this purpose, this, this will that he had for me. In fact, I didn't want to speak out. I knew I was going to lose patience. I knew I was going to have persecution. In fact, uh, what was I going to say? I heard some kids. I think those are your kiddos. Yeah, that's my, that's my, my son in the background. <laughs> I was like, are my kids here right now? I almost got, I started looking. I was like, oh my gosh. <laughs> Sorry. Sorry for the that's distraction. Right. No, that's all right. So, but basically, you know, taking that easy route, taking the easy route is what makes men and rivers crooked. Mm-hmm. So we need to be able to, to not, uh, I mean, to say, uh, buy to our childhood and enter manhood. And that is to be able to, to die 
for your purpose, willing to die for your purpose. You want to enter manhood? Well, then we need to teach our boys that it's not uh, living vicariously through video games, but it's actually living for your purpose, your will that God has for you, standing our ground and willing to die on that hill. <laughs> you have such a like, legitimately, like you have the passion in your voice is amazing. And I think that's why everyone was so drawn to that video of you speaking. Was it at the Omaha City Council? What, what was that at? It was, I know it was in Omaha, right? Yes, it was in Omaha, Nebraska. It was a city council city meeting. City council, okay. Yes. So ma- go ahead. What, what was that experience like? Because like, I've talked to you offline about this a little bit and how much they tried to really suppress your voice and like fill the room to, to have, quote, experts that are of the opposite opinion of you on this. Um, what, what was that whole experience like with the Nebraska or the Omaha City Council? I felt like I was going into war. Mm-hmm. I felt like I, you know, in war they have, I forget the term, but they send their best warrior in and the other army will send their best warrior in and they go in and they duke it out and whoever wins takes over the other army. Mm -hmm. And that's a lot like they do that so they don't sacrifice their soldiers. And and so they send their champion of war in. Mm -hmm. And let me tell you, they sent their champions of tyranny in that city council meeting. And I felt like David and Goliath in this battle. Mm-hmm. In fact, I, I, I saw that, that illustration in my mind five minutes before I spoke. And I said, I knew that God was telling me, you're going against Goliath. You're going against the champions of war, the champions of tyranny, the champions of evil. Mm-hmm. And I went in there and I knew that I had this purpose to go in and speak but I was speaking, I knew that these words would have fallen on deaf ears. I was speaking to seven city council people that pushed propaganda and all had a mask on. I knew where their stance was. They were fearful. They were indoctrinated. They were six feet apart. They were practicing the measures that were pushed on these people. And I went in there without a mask, not practicing social distancing, giving my wife and kids a hug and went in there and spoke. I knew that these words were going to travel far and wide. My wife, in fact, right prior, uh, 30 seconds prior to me speaking, my wife looked at me and said, look at those cameras. She said, you better know what you're getting yourself into. <laughs> did you have any idea the, what, I mean, did you really have any idea what you're getting yourself into? I guess that's the question. Like, did you know mm-hmm. it was going to explode to this level? Well, again, you never know how far reaching something you may think, say, or do today will affect the lives of millions tomorrow. No idea that that video was going to go viral the way it did. But let me tell you, I came to the office directly after me speaking because I was trying to catch the tail end of my patients. I had a busy schedule that afternoon. In fact, I couldn't, I had to cancel three quarters of my patients that afternoon. In fact, now I remember that I, every Tuesday afternoon is a city council meeting and I had to cancel every time. So that first time, I think I maybe saw one or two patients that afternoon. That's how many patients I canceled. And I uploaded uh, when I got to the office. I had probably maybe 45 minutes until um, uh, I checked the video again on Facebook. And it had 175 views or re, uh, shares in like an hour. And I was like, oh, my gosh. And, you know, something that would go viral for me, I joke and say, and to my wife and say, Hey, my video is going viral. It has four shares. And, <laughs> and, and now, uh, and I think I did a Ron Paul interview a couple of years ago and you know, that video got a hundred shares and I, that was probably the most popular thing I've ever done. And, and, you know, and so to have 175 shares within an hour was mind blowing. Well, then I didn't check it. I played with the kids. I put the phone away, put them to bed. And the time I checked my phone again, my friend texted me, said, dude, your video's got 500 some shares. That was within two hours or three hours. And, and I didn't sleep at all. My phone was going berserk. Um, and it looked like my face, my, it looked like my Facebook was broken because it just, I couldn't even, I would click on, Hey, someone commented and I try to click and it disappear. And also like a thousand more would come. And I'm like, what in the hell is going on here? And so then I, uh, and then I, I couldn't sleep because I knew something big was happening. And I woke up the next day and that's when it, it just, 
like uh, Pete Evans shared it. And then just like people were, I had, I literally had a thousand messages from people all over the world and it was crazy. And I just, I knew that uh, I stirred the pot. I knew that I, my voice traveled. I was getting people from Costa Rica. I had people from uh, Greenland, Iceland, Australia, uh, Africa. I mean, all over the world. I'm still getting messages. I got people from Berlin, the Sweden, all these messages, people that are sending me messages. And I'm just like, I'm overwhelmed with gratitude and people in support saying, thank you, your voice is needed. And so then I'm just like, okay, well, I'm just going to keep riding this wave because obviously I'm grounded in my purpose. I, God has given me the ability to speak and I'm going to do that with everything I got. And that's basically where I'm at. Such a like cool message for other people too, who are sort of sitting on the fence, not, not knowing if they should speak, not knowing if they could trust their own voice, not knowing if there's anyone out there that would be willing to listen to what they have to say. Um, not only regarding this, but anything, right. Uh, and this, because it, that resonated so deeply with me because I hadn't spoken before May about any of this. I'd shared a few articles sort of putting little crumbs out there of what I believe in, but I was just a standard guy on social media, standard 28 year old on social media, sharing pictures of my son and activities that I was doing. And it finally got to a point for me where I just said, I have to speak. And it, it, it's been the same response for me and it's so cool. And what would you tell other people who are sort of sitting on the fence, hesitant to speak up about what they know about what's going on. Maybe what would you tell other doctors who are hesitant to speak on this, but want to? Well, what does a doctor mean? Doctor means teacher. It means you need to teach and educate. Now, what caliber of education do you want to offer to the public, to the people? I mean, it's at what point, I mean, it's, how can you operate in a field and practice that is filled with propaganda and misinformation? So at what point is your practice so indoctrinated with misinformation that you just feel so compelled and convicted to speak out that there are so many colleagues of mine that are fearful that are just, they're rooted in fear that they're unable to speak or they feel like they can't speak. You know, again, I'm going to say this quote, I'm going to hit the nail on the head, but your uh, I mean, you just never know how far reaching something you may think, say, or do today will affect the lives of millions tomorrow. You need to be able to step out and speak your truth. Even like one of the most prominent characters in the Bible, Moses, he said, God told him to go speak. And he's just like, I, I'm 80 years old. I stutter. I can't. He doesn't want to. But it's like, look at him. He's one of the most popular dudes in the Bible. For crying out loud, he spoke truth. He, was a, he didn't want to, but he did. And he changed, and he changed the world. And it's like, I don't care if your voice shakes. I don't care if you're so, uh, if you stutter. I don't care. Look at the dude that's Darth Vader's voice. What's his name? He's like, awesome dude. He was in the Sandlot. What's his oh, name? Oh, the black dude to play. Yeah. Uh, yeah, what's his name? Damn, I forget his name. I'm looking up right now. Oh, you keep okay. talking. All right. I watched that guy. I love that dude. He is an awesome dude. And like, and I think he passed away. Uh, God rest his soul if he did. But he was, uh, an awesome guy, but he, he said that he had a stutter. He got one of, if not one of the most popular movie characters of all time, Darth Vader, and, and one of the best movies of all time. And the dude had a stutter. Mm -hmm. And so I don't care if your voice shakes, if this is your will and your purpose, you got to step out. You got to speak your truth. And the thing is in these times, in the times that we're living in, in these times of tyranny and dictatorship, speaking truth is a revolutionary act. Mm -hmm. And I love the quote by Ron Paul. I think he said this, but he said that, you know, truth is treason and an empire of lies. Yeah, I remember that quote. <laughs> and we have to speak the truth because truth is on our side. We are on the right side of history. We have to understand that. Yeah. And that's, I mean, that's why you see, and by the way, his name was James Earl Jones. That's, yes. That was his name. Um, that's why you see so much of uh, going back to censorship, right? You, I mean, your account's starting to experience that now. They've already threatened to delete your Instagram from what I saw. Um, yeah. And if you're listening to this, be sure to follow Dr. Tapper's uh, backup, which is Dr. Ben Tapper one, right? Didn't I get that right? 
Yes. And there's a period after DR. So DR period, Ben Tapper. And then my backup is just with a number one at the end. Yeah. Thanks for that plug. Absolutely. Um, and that's, that's why you see people who are speaking on the things that you and I are speaking on right now are being censored so heavily to the point that it's ridiculous. I mean, Green Med Info, uh, Sayer G's company was completely deplatformed from Instagram, removed from Instagram and a number of accounts. Um, I think you know Gracie as well. Gracie, uh, Red Pill Rev, her account was removed from Instagram. Um, there's been a number of accounts that I follow that have been completely removed. And the things that they're posting are comprised of data, peer-reviewed studies, um, doctor, scientist testimony, really speaking truth to what is going on with COVID-19. And they are being removed from these social media sites. And it's because they're speaking truth. 100%. It goes back to the internet. We have networking with our own, I would say, people net, the networking, communicating voice to voice. They're trying to break up the internet to the people that are the truth tellers, the truth speakers, the ones that are speaking this truth. They're trying to silence our voice. And I can't help but think of the quote that when you cut out a man's tongue, you're not proving him a liar, but you are fearful of what he might say. Yeah. <laughs> I love, you, are, you are full of so many quotes. Do you like keep a book in front of you? I, I don't know, man. I just, dad jokes and quotes. I try to <laughs> remember as many as I can. It's great. I need to uh, take one of your lines from you, man. That's awesome. I need to do better on the dad joke thing. I'm still, I'm still getting, my son's only three, so I'm still working on that, right? Okay. All right. Well, um, for the fans, they're probably like, well, what's your best dad joke? Let me, yeah, let's hear it. Okay. Knock, knock. Who's there? I eat mop. I eat my poo. <laughs> I didn't even dude, see that one. dude, that's so gross. Listen, I, you, you consider yourself a health and wellness expert. Eating poo is going to make you <laughs> sick, okay? You got to stop doing that, all right? <laughs> I actually didn't even see that one coming. That's oh, funny. Okay, good. Yeah, good, good. <laughs> so what do you, what do you think the, the correct response is for all of us? Like people like you and I are continuing to speak these truths on what's going on, but we're being censored. What, what is your sort of what are your thoughts on that and what is your response to that um i'd say did they reincarnate hitler because <laughs> is that mark zuckerberg a robot that's controlled by hitler i mean what in the world here i'm just like the first do people forget the constitution the first the five freedoms in the constitution the power of our voice the power of freedom of speech do we forget that vital freedom? Are we going to understand the preciousness, the value of the freedom of speech to speak our truths? Where are people spending most of their times? They understand that we are addicted to our phones. They understand that we are addicted to social media. My phone tells me, dude, you spent three days uh, you're, uh, on Facebook this month. I'm like, what? What in the H-E-double-L am I doing? <laughs> and it's like, you got... It's, it's ridiculous how many hours we're spending on these platforms. They understand that we our time and focus is in social media. So if they can just indoctrinate and censor truth. They can control what you're thinking. You know, your thoughts become words. Your words become actions. Your actions become character. And your character is your destiny. And it all starts with thoughts. You change your thoughts. You change your world. You can't do anything, anything without first having a thought. You know, Henry Ford said, whether you think you're right or you're wrong or whether you believe you can or you can't, you're usually right. And that's the thing. When people start, they understand the power of your thoughts. They understand the power of your belief system. That's why they constantly try to put these seeds of uh, these lies into your mind uh, of these seeds of mistruths into these young minds to get them to think a certain way, because if they can get control of their thoughts, they can control their actions. They can control their destiny. It is evil manipulation marketing being pushed on these kids. There's a right way to market and a wrong way to market. And the wrong way is indoctrination and filling mistruths to the people. Yeah. And the level of this is it's so subversive and so, and, and very nefarious, uh, wicked in many ways, because an example, I don't, I didn't watch it and I refused to, cause I knew exactly what it was going to be about, but everyone uh, for the last like three weeks has been talking about this, uh, documentary on Netflix called The Social Dilemma. And from my understanding, in the first sort of 
90% of the documentary, they discuss the, uh, how tech companies know that social media is very addicting and how there's really nefarious intentions behind it. So they, they hook everyone in, like pretty much anyone would agree with that. Like, Oh my gosh, these tech companies are really nefarious. They're, they're, uh, they've designed social media algorithms in a way to keep you addicted, blah, 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 blah. No one would disagree with that. But then the last 10% of the documentary, after they've already hooked you in and they've made you believe, right? Cause you and I would agree with that, right? right. They, they show how, what you see on social media may not always be truth. And then they tear apart anti-vaxxers. Um, and then they also lump us in as always in the category of like flat earth, crazy conspiracy theorists um, to effectively dismiss anything that we say. Mm-hmm. And that's, that's where the level of manipulation is truly like wicked. hundred percent. Well, again, going back to children, our most, you know, our most, most precious value, you know, valuable thing in our lives are our children. And if they are indoctrinating our children, if they are, and the vaccines are harming and maiming our children, to me, that is grounds for battle. Mm-hmm. And it's like, you don't, and the, the point where it's like, people that are just mediocre. The people that are just like, well, yeah, vaccines can cause harm, but it's a very, very small percentage of our population. It's rare. And it's like, you don't understand. Well, it's also that you don't understand that the science and data does not support that because per the Harvard Pilgrim Health Study, less than 1% of vaccine adverse events go reported. 100% accurate. That's exactly right. So what does that tell you? The vaccine injuries are unreported. They're on, and it's like, it's criminal. Vaccine injuries are real and not rare. And it's, and it's heartbreaking to me to the point where it's like, the more I go into this area, the more I study, the more I research, the more I know, the bigger the burden it is and the more conviction I have to speak out. And that's why if you're listening to this, you have to do your research, do your homework, do not listen to the CDC that pushes propaganda, the World Health Organization that pushes propaganda, the ACIP that pushes propaganda. You need to listen to uh, the other, other side of the story. Listen to the moms, the parents. Science is what we can observe. Lenses of observation. We learn through observation. That is the most sound uh, science there is. It's the science with the most integrity. Lenses of observation. And the mothers that observe, the fathers that observe, their children's being injured by a vaccination, that is the, unfortunately, it is the, uh, the, it's a scientific experiment. And it's like they witnessed their own child being injured. There's videography of children that have, they're speaking, they're hitting their landmarks, they're talking, they're playing, they're saying mama, dada, and then boom, they get their MMR or whatever vaccine and they regress into autism. But don't call it autism. Let's call it encephalitis or encephalopathy. Those words are okay because the general public doesn't, can't correlate the two. And it's like, and, and the problem is, you know, <clears throat> It's, it's heartbreaking. And that's, and it's, these children are, are just, it's, I can't even fathom, I can't even go to that place of having a children that is injured and not being heard from, you know, the parents that are trying to voice their opinions. Like Colton Barrett, the, the, the boy that died from the HPV. Look at Hannah Pauling. I mean, all these people, I mean, there's, so, and that's just small cases of Hannah Pauling and, and Colton Barrett, but but there's thousands of these people. Mm-hmm. I, I know a detective that reached out to me that she's like, you got to listen to my story. She was a detective. She was on the special forces unit. She, she and her husband were homicidal detectives. They're, they're like special forces for the like pediatric homicide. And they don't, okay. They were on fire to find, Oh, if a child was injured or died, that died, you better believe this, this, this lady was going to leave no stone unturned. <laughs> okay? She was a damn good detective. So was her husband. So, they start investigating SIDS. They would get a call in for SIDS. They would get three to four a month in a town that wasn't very large, okay, compared to like Chicago or New York. 
it, but it was a good, still a good sized town, but they would have three to four a month, SIDS cases in, the, in, the, in, in a month, okay? She said that every single SIDS case that they investigated had a vaccine, usually around the six month mark within 48 hours of their vaccinations. They would put on the police report, they had a vaccine within 48 hours. She would check the medical autopsy report, no mention of vaccine. <laughs> she would say, what was that about? And basically, the coroner and the police chief, they made a, they like reprimanded her and said, you cannot be talking about this. So for seven years to the point where she made a big stink about it in the police department and they, and she just, she, she just quit her and her husband said, no more. We can't take this anymore. And her voice is being silenced. That is the, the level of, of gaslighting and psychological manipulation that goes into that, even like aside from her case, cause that, that is the number of times that I've heard someone like that. And it, it always is when like a, when a professional tries to draw attention to it, they're always shut down immediately. Immediately. That's what happened with Dr. Wakefield, right? As soon as a professional, someone who like who is a credible, reputable source uh, within the realm of allopathic medicine or, yeah, I guess she falls under that category in this case, tries to bring attention to this issue, immediately there's a huge discreditation campaign against them. Immediately. Or they're immediately silenced. But the, the level of gaslighting for the parents, like you said, that witness their own son or daughter who is meeting all the milestones, walking, smiling, making eye contact, saying a few words, and then is injected with, and it, it really is disturbing because it's now 25 plus doses by 12 months of age when it was less than five in the 1980s. Um, but is injected with six to seven doses of various vaccines. And then within a 24 to 72 hour period, completely stops doing all of the things that they were doing before. And then a parent goes to a pediatrician or goes to a doctor or draws attention to it on Facebook and says, Hey, my son or my daughter was vaccinated. They're completely fine prior. Here's all the videos of them being fine, com completely fine prior. And now they're not doing that. And like some of these parents are even just questioning, like, could it be the vaccine that did it? Like, could it be the vaccines? And they're immediately met with this just malicious, attacking, silencing, ridiculing, ostracizing, like it's, un it's unbelievable. It is so sad and disturbing. 100%. It's coercion. It's illegal. Mm -hmm. The thing is, for those that don't know gaslighting, this was a new term to me within a couple of years, and it's my new favorite term but it's to manipulate someone by psychological means into questioning their own sanity. This is what's happening. A doctor means teacher, but yes, when you are a practicing physician, my dad taught me early on in my career that I would say I was discouraged in practice. I feel like I'm not getting the results that I wanted. He goes, well, welcome to practice, son. He said, you are there to practice. Practice. Practice makes perfect. You practice day in, day out. How do you get better by practicing? You do it day in and day out. You listen to your patients. You listen to your patients. You do observational reports, examinations, subjective findings. You put a case together. You develop a plan. This is part of being a physician 101, doctors. The thing is, when we listen to the patients, we learn, we practice. The problem is that we don't have practicing physicians. We have practicing dictators, practicing parrots that are just pushing propaganda and misinformation. That's why when you have physicians that listen, the true physicians listen to their patients. They care for their patients. They want to know what's going on with their patients. They try to put together subjective, objective, and assessment and plans together for these people and these patients together. The problem is we don't have practicing physicians. And the little that do are the practicing, the ones that speak out get censored and ridiculed, and that's the problem. So, yeah. And the other piece of that is, too, the ones that do speak out are always very similar to you. And what I mean by that is they are trying to help people step into their own power and to stop mm. outsourcing their own individual health 
to these mm. external sources and this belief that we are biologically dependent on pharmacy for survival. Right. Well, the thing is, you know, I appreciate what you just said, because I consider that an attribute of a level five leader. John Maxwell wrote a book called The Five Levels of Leadership. I highly recommend that book. It's a phenomenal read. To give you an example, a level one leader uh, gets in a position and he beats the people that are under his authority with a stick. They don't encourage them. And what that does, they're not, uh, they're not inspiring leaders. They're not influential leaders. They just say, I'm the boss. You listen to me. And if you're in a position of employment with a level one leader, I am sorry, but it's time to leave. Mm-hmm. And a level five leader builds others. I was taught early on that life is not what you gather. It's what you scatter. You want to build a successful practice? Well, build the people. You want to build a successful business? Then build the people. You want to have a happy, healthy life? Then love and encourage people. Pour into others. Build others up. Love on people. I believe that God gave us two important commandments. Love him with everything we have and love people. Love others with everything you got. And that's the thing. John O'Leary wrote a book called On Fire. On Fire. He was a nine-year-old boy who played with gasoline and burned himself alive, basically with third degree burns. He was in a hospital for, I don't know how many, it might've been a year or two years, but he went through hell and back. God had a purpose for him. And now he speaks to others to encourage others, to build others up. He's got a a slogan that says, God demands it. Our families deserve it. And the people are starving for it. What we have to do is speak our truths and not be afraid to speak out. And we need to build others, encourage others, because I can't do this alone. I can't keep doing this without you, Alec. I can't keep doing this without listeners not being able to speak their truth. Our truth is in numbers. I'm no different than you. I'm no different than your listeners. We need to just be able to stand our ground and speak our truth and band together, knowing that I'm behind you. God's behind you. I'm encouraging you. I'm slapping you in the back and saying, get up, soldier. It's time to speak our truth. The time is now. I think that's a perfect place to wrap up. (laughs) That was was great. Um, Do you have any – I guess I'll ask one more question. With this paradigm shift that we're in the midst of, and I, when I say paradigm shift, I mean paradigm shift into the understanding of what health truly is and the understanding and reconnecting with our own intuition and, and understanding of how powerful each of us individually is and our bodies are. Do you have hope that people are waking up? Yes. If I don't, I'd be a miserable person. If I, if I didn't have hope, I wouldn't be speaking out. I'd be sitting on the couch playing video games, soaking in my own depression and my own pity. Hope is what keeps us moving. Hope is what's going to allow me to die on this hill. I love and that. The thing is, we have to have hope. We have to have faith. Faith keeps us moving. Faith is what allows us to face the Goliath, to face our giant, to face our champion of war. We have to have faith. We have to have hope. We need to focus our sights on what's good, what's right, and stand on that ground, stand on that hill. And that's what it's all about. And the thing is, this whole thing I believe that your body was designed. I believe that your body is starving to be well, starving to be uh, in a state of health. It's constantly trying to be healthy. You have an innate intelligence inside your body that's telling your heart to beat, your lungs to breathe, those cells to communicate. There's an infinite knowledge inside your body, and we are being convinced that your body is broken or deficient without a vaccine or medication or a pill. No pill can replace healthy relationships. No pill can replace hope. No pill can replace faith. No pill can replace broccoli or a good proper diet, exercise. We must eat well, move well, think well, pray well. We can be well. 
your body's ability to be well, to overcome situations and circumstances like Corona is far greater than anyone has ever permitted you to believe, including our own government, our CDC, our ACIP, Bill Gates, or Fauci, that you have an innate intelligence that is the physician. Even a, a medication of anything entertains the patient while the body, the innate intelligence does the healing. You have that power inside your body. Give that body what it needs and you can be well. We must think well, move well, eat well, pray well, and we can be well. Thank you so much for that. <laughs> That's like a, those are basically like little uh, clips from your, from your speech that you gave. And every time, like, I still see that shared over and over and over and over again. And the impact that that video had on people's lives to help people that were on the fence sort of see like, oh my God this dude's right. Or to, to validate the people like that video validated my position. You know what I mean? It made me it. Cause I, every day we're met with, because so many people have become so willfully manipulable we're met with this reality that it goes completely against what we know and believe regarding what's going on. And when we hear voices like yours, Dr. Tapper, it just lights the fire again underneath us to understand that we are standing in truth and this is the truth of the matter that we are individually powerful. And then that collectively standing in that truth, we're even more powerful. Amen, brother. A triple braided cord is stronger together, right? We must band together and our truth is in numbers, friend. hundred percent. Awesome. Well, Thank you so much for coming on, Dr. Tapper. Where can people uh, find you uh, and, and also support you, support your business? Oh, the other piece, go give Dr. Tapper's well, wellness point uh, on Google. Go give it five stars because there's a bunch of trolls that try to go on there and give it one stars all the time. Uh-huh. Every time you've posted that, I've shared it because it's like, that pisses me off. That's already happened on my podcast too. So well, I know dude, how, uh, yeah. Dude, thank, thank you. And if you do that, I appreciate you. That means the world to me. Again, I, every time I get a negative review, I just take it as a badge of honor. Nine years of practice, I've never had a five-star review. And then the first time I spoke out, I think I had, I don't know, four or five. Thankfully, Google, are they're taking some down, but there's still some on there. But I appreciate you putting that plug in. I appreciate you doing that. But you can find me in Omaha, Nebraska. I'm still just a chiropractor in Omaha, Nebraska. I don't put myself on a pedestal. I'm still bhtapper at yahoo.com. I'm still a chiropractor, small-town chiropractor. But I, if you come in here and say hi to me, I will give you the biggest hug. I do not practice social distancing. I will shake your hand. I'll give you a kiss. It doesn't matter. And if you come in here, so you're going to see me maskless, and I will continue to do so. There's no signs on my door that say mask up. I don't put on any of that propaganda on my business. So come see me. I'm here in Omaha, Nebraska. Um, and uh, I'd love to just say hi to you. If you want to call my office, great. I'd love to talk to you. So thank you. Uh, and I support you and all through that are listening that have encouraged me and support me. I love you guys. You guys are great. Again, um, if you get anything out of this message, speak your truth. Remember that, you know, you never know how far reaching something you may think, say, or do today will affect the lives of millions tomorrow. Awesome. Thank you so much, Dr. Taffer. Yep. Thanks, my man. 